Join the big show Thursday, 3 to 6, at the Warehouse, 86 East University Parkway in Orem. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Yeah, it'll blow your mind. Had Royce O'Neal on in the 8 o'clock hour. You can uh, listen to that interview at 1280thezone.com. Royce O'Neal, sixth in the NBA in three-point shooting, told us he couldn't even count all the three-pointers he takes in the summer. Well, just, that's no surprise. I would Still takes that. 100 a day in the regular season, but in the summer he can't even count them. Well, why wouldn't you? I've always wondered that. I've always thought if it were me in that role, I would, but I think a lot of players... Don't they think they're working hard, but they're not getting up? Who? They're thousands of shots. The guys who are shooting in the thirty percent, because they're not working hard enough. Think they can get better at that? A lot of guys do. Maybe some people just don't have the knack. But well, get the knack. Yeah. Royce O'Neal now sixth in the NBA, forty-four point three percent. There's only five guys shooting it better than so him. So you from think guys who aren't shooting or shooting in the 30s is because they're not working hard enough. There's probably guys who could be in the league who aren't in the league because they haven't So the answer to that is yes? Yeah, I think there are guys like that. No, the answer to my question, the guys who are not shooting in the 30s, or excuse me, not shooting in the 40s is because they're not working hard enough. I think some guys just can't. I mean, I'm I mean, sure there are guys. Obviously, is not going to be doing that. right. There are but guys. I'm talking about the players who can do that. I think there are probably wing players who do get up untold number of shots and still can't get to forty percent. I mean, some people don't have the knack. You know, you got to have it to well, develop. Get the it. knack. Okay, that was it. That was the knack. Their first band. Yes. Their first album was called "Get the Knack." So you think that. Conley didn't shoot enough threes in the summer. I don't know what he did in the summer. Well, that's what I'm asking. If they're not shooting in the 40s and they're not a center or a position that doesn't shoot that or a player doesn't shoot that, if they're not shooting in the 40s is because they didn't practice enough in the I summer. Think there that's are guys, what I'm asking. I think there are guys in the 30s who could shoot in the 40s who don't get up untold numbers of shots. Is Conley one of those guys? I don't know because I'm not following him around all summer. I don't know what he's doing. I can't tell you. I mean, there's uh, 450 guys in the NBA. Do I think there's probably 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 guys who could do it? Who don't work at it? Yes. Can I, I tell you which guy? I don't. I think they all work really hard. Some harder than others. But I think to get to this level, you have got to work like a dog. Jeff Green didn't work hard enough? Nobody's coasted on talent? In the NBA? Yeah. Shaq. <laughs> Good one. That's a good call. Yeah. But if you're 6-1, I don't, I don't think you can coast and be in the league. I really don't. I think that it requires pretty much everything you got. Now, can you give more? I guess suppose you can always give more And in that way. I think that, the, I think that they're working really, really hard. Maybe I'm naive. Well, I think it's a mixed bag. I think there are guys who are working hard. And I think guys, some guys do have to work really hard to get into the league, to shoot 35% from three, and stay in the league as the ninth or 12th or 14th guy in some roster. Yeah, I think that they know if you're not working hard enough, they don't want you. Guys never get multi-year deals and then coast? I mean, that was one of your questions to Royce. You know, you had the edge 
for this incredible journey. Denver to Baylor, transferring mm-hmm. to college, yeah. playing overseas in Germany, and that is off the beaten path. Germany, I mean, you, you, if you go and you play in Italy or Spain or uh, Greece and you end up in the NBA, that's okay. We've heard those stories in some of those bigger clubs. Yeah, when I was asking that about George, uh, Royce, it was more mental. Well, I think the two are linked, but I get your point. I don't think that he's going to stop working. This is what these guys do. Did you ever stop working? When you're 26 years old, 27, because that's what these guys basically are, Mm -hmm. did you ever not work? No. Right. To get where you got. Okay, but did you ever work with a writer? Because you'd see them more. I mean, we have yeah, but limited access to these. they don't get where you got. That's my point. You've reached, basically, the highest level here in Salt Lake doing what you do. Because there's only 450 guys in the NBA of all the thousands yeah. of basketball players. So to get onto an NBA roster. Yeah, why do you think you got to this 10, level? If guys. I ask you, what's the biggest reason you got, or you're, you're speaking in front of class or a youth group or a high school group mm-hmm. or whatever it is, and somebody asks you, how'd you get to where you got? How would you respond? Work ethic matters. Luck matters. Who you know, the lessons you learn along the way. You didn't know anybody here in Salt Lake. No, but early in my career, I stumbled into a really good radio guy and I had no idea I was doing it. And he helped me a lot. So it's like those associations you have. But you're right. I didn't know anybody in Salt Lake. And now look at you. I mean, everybody, I'm not blowing smoke here. Everybody, I'm not. I'm being dead serious. Okay. Everybody I knows. Never tell. Well, I'm telling you. Okay. Everybody knows who you are in the business. Yes. And maybe some Johnny or Mary right. who's not into sports, they have no clue who you are. But if you're into sports, they know who you are. And how did you get there? You got there through the number one reason is your work ethic. That's the number one reason. It's not, and maybe, I don't mean this as a slight either, it's not like when I look at you or fill-in-the-blank dude or gal who didn't make it, it's not like you're much more wildly talented than them. Mm -hmm. No, I get your point. I know what you're getting at. I agree. And that's the way, and maybe I'm naive here, and that's how I think a guy like a Royce O'Neal, a Joe Ingles, a Donovan Mitchell, who clearly Donovan Mitchell is much higher, much more gifted athletically than those other guys. Right. But And he's achieving more. But the work ethic, I would venture to say, and I could be wrong here, but I would venture to say that the percentage of work ethic between Royce O'Neal and Mitchell, the difference is zero. That these guys are busting it. Now, one's more talented than the other. Right. So, you, you, yeah. can, you can run. You can jump. You can, right, right. You're however tall you are. Right. Right. That stuff you don't yeah. have any control over. But their amount of commitment to what they're doing is okay, virtually the same. So, so to draw the parallels, and there are some, and then other stuff, there are no parallels whatsoever. But uh, for me to do radio and do TV... And to go to shoot arounds and press conferences. Steve Loom said it. And you know how people, you know how writers are looking at TV guys <laughs> who don't work the hours. And maybe some of the hours the writers don't see. But then there's some people just coasting too. And Steve at one point is like, you're in a lot of stuff. You're one of the TV guys who does work hard. You, I, I see you at a lot of stuff. And probably the luck part of it was that I showed up here in the 90s. And teams were winning here in the 90s. I mean, we still have teams winning now. 
but teams in the 90s. I mean, BYU football was in the Cotton Bowl. The Utes were in uh, three straight Sweet 16s in a Final Four. The Jazz were in two NBA Finals and five Western Conference Finals. I mean, it was just winning, winning, winning. So people were, fan bases were fired up, and we didn't have the size sports department that we have now. And so it was basically, it was Dave Fox and I. If somebody was going to be somewhere, it was going to be one of us. And I moved my days off, so I was always working jazz home games because we need to get post-game. So, yeah, I controlled that stuff. I didn't control the winning. And there were other TV guys working hard, but within that, there's levels of how into it are you. And you probably know it as well as anyone because you knew who you saw a little, who you saw a lot, and who you didn't see at all. And I think it's the same way with guys putting up shots. Royce couldn't tell us the number of shots he put up in the summer. Which doesn't surprise me. Right. Off the charts. Sensational work ethic. And you're right. There are probably other jazz players with sensational work ethics. And that doesn't mean that they get to shoot 45% from three. They may shoot 41% or 37% or whatever. Back to their level of skill. But do I think everybody on the jazz... And the other 450 guys across the NBA put up as many. And, and okay, put aside Rudy Gobert because he doesn't need to put up three-point shots because that's not his job. But the other 300 guys who are supposed to be shooting threes put up as many as Royce. Some of them may have put up 80%. Some of them may have put up 50%. I, and I, I can't get into this because I'll get somebody in trouble. But I will tell you that there's the, the jazz wonder, like every NBA team, who's going to be staying this summer and working, and then who's – not going to be and is going to be doing it wherever. And then the guy who is wherever, is he doing 20% of what we want or 40% of what we want or 75% of what we want or is he going to be doing 100% and he's just going to blow up? And there was a player once upon a time, and this was years ago, it's nobody on the current roster, but there was a player once upon a time who was here because he had mold in his off-season house. And the player improved. And the people who called the shots at the time for the Jazz are like, can you believe that happened? Do you think they infiltrated the mold? <laughs> no, I don't think they planted, they planted it. it? Yeah. But I think in retrospect, they might have considered it if they knew I was going to work well, out. Well, I think that all that is exposed, though. Right, but there, but it's still not a, it's still not a perfect, and, and you know this as well as anyone, not everybody who works as hard. Mm-hmm. Some people achieve more working less than people who work harder and they don't achieve as much. Right, but my thought is you, the you guys worked, who You work, worked like a dog, but SI didn't pay you a gazillion dollars, fly you around the world, and you ended up with a book deal because of it. I, I got you. But that doesn't mean you didn't work hard. I think the guys who are in the league worked harder than the guys who aren't in the league. Now, maybe some of them didn't work as hard as they could. Right. But they, but I also they think, worked hard to get... There, yeah, but I also think there are guys who aren't in the league who busted it and just didn't have the talent. Oh, for sure, yeah. And are looking at guys or in the league thinking the- you were born with more talent, so you got to the league. But I did work harder than you, and I worked smarter than you. But ultimately, I'm two inches too short. I'm half a step too slow. Right, and you need the measurables. You need to be there. Like yeah. I always thought, if Alex Jensen would have been six ten, he would have played fifteen years in the league. Right. But if we wasn't. could put if we could put truth serum into uh, Scott Layden and Kevin O'Connor and Dennis Lindsay, and get them to blurt out everything they knew on the air, I think we'd get some fascinating stories about people with and without work Yeah, ethic. but I think they weed them out. That's what I'm saying. They get weeded out. Eventually. But it doesn't mean that some of them, oh, weren't, yeah, yeah, some I, of them weren't on the roster. I understand that. Didn't cost them games but or playoffs. But they don't stick. Series. Royce is sticking. Right. 
And the reason why he's sticking is because of his work ethic. I think it'll, the reason why you stuck, it, that's my whole original point. You stuck here, you made it here because of your work ethic. If you coasted and you didn't have that work ethic, you would have been exposed and you wouldn't have made it here. Right. You and, would have moved on. And going, uh, you know, I was typically on a Wednesday through Sunday TV schedule most of the time, not the whole time I've been here, but most of the time. But going to those Monday and Tuesday Jazz home games and taking a Wednesday or Thursday off, it mattered. Now, it also sure. mattered. It also mattered that I was going to cover Stockton and Malone, and Carl was scoring 35. I don't think it mattered as much as you think. Because they won. Because I worked hard in Sacramento, and the team didn't win, so the fan base didn't care. <laughs> the people care way more when the team wins. People ask me all the time, who do you root for? Everybody. I was in Sacramento and they didn't win. I was here and they did win. Yeah, I see but the you difference. Were a young kid and yeah. and it's a different community and you know, I think that and the I, Kings I think didn't that win. if you went back later with an established career under your belt, you would have su- su- succeeded in Sacramento. Even though, and I think that, that that's a different community it is. because it's basically the Kings are bust. It is. We're not the Kings are bust here. That's true too. We're playing odds. Yeah. So we, if the Jazz aren't at the top, well, we can go over the Utes who had a thrilling run this season, and even the Cougars were thrilling. It was crazy, but it was thrilling. So there's enough here that somebody or some entity is going to keep the interest, at yep. least even if it's selected, of our sports fan base. And a different guy I worked with in Santa Barbara told me that when I was considering whether to come here or go to Portland. And he Portland? said, yeah, he said, that's one team town. And I went up there for an interview, and they weren't, in those days, they weren't staffing Oregon and Oregon State football games. Right, I was going to say at right, the time. Right, at the time, they weren't. It's changed. And they came here, and he's like... DJ, you, you root for San Diego State. You follow the whack. You know how important Utah and BYU are. You played high school basketball. You know, dominated you high just, school basketball. And I, re- I really did not dominate high school basketball, not even oh, a little come bit. Come on. Wish I had, but I was, you could have. See, if you would have worked harder. <laughs> no, if my parents hadn't put me in school when I was young. I was always young for my age. I was essentially playing up. If they held me back, I could have been two years older. My senior year could have been my sophomore year. <laughs> you think you would have played for state? No. No, I would have been a better high school basketball player, and college, <laughs> college recruiters still would have looked right through me. I would have been invisible to them. Due to all that height, uh, lateral quickness stuff we were talking about, yeah. jumping ability. Particularly in that sport. I could, have been a better, I could have been a better high school basketball player, but I wasn't going to be a college player. That wasn't going to happen. All right, DJ and PK, well. I think the Royce O'Neal story is something that should be posterized in every high school locker room. Yeah. You want it, you work for it. Not saying you're going to get it, but only, I know if you don't, you're not. That's true. Only 450 guys can get it. So 500 of you can work real hard, and 50 of you aren't going to be in the league. Right. It's right. still a numbers game. There's only so many slots. But you can still feel a sense of achievement and satisfaction if you work for it in sports. And I'm not even talking about sports. Because oh, ultimately, yeah. sports, who gives a crap? It's about huh. success in your individual life, which 99.9 trillion percent of us aren't going to make it to the professional level. In the break earlier, because of the conversation we had with Steve Cleveland and, and the fact that LeBron is so good so late in his career, you were going through uh, NBA megastars. I mean, you were skipping over the run-of-the-mill Hall of Famer, and you were going to the megastars, and when they were done— 30, 32, 34, 35. You're 35 years old. You got, you got a lot of years to live after that. Yeah, what's shocking, and I know we got to go to break, is that Jordan, and when he hits the shot here to win the final title, was only 34. I would have thought he was 37, 38. 
and he was 34. We misremember done, and LeBron ain't done. We misremember history. LeBron is going like a freaking locomotive. He's looking like he's going to win the West and go to the NBA Finals. We'll see how that plays out. And hats off to this dude for paying the price. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. The Big Show. The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. You ready? You guys ready? Howard Beck with us from Bleacher Report. I've never seen Rudy Gobert play better. Donovan Mitchell, spectacular. Can both of these guys end up on the All-Star team? I think they both can. I'm not sure if they both will. The key for both Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert is what are the coaches going to do when they vote on the reserves. And when the coaches look up at the standings and they see the Jazz hovering in that top four, it makes an impression. It's harder to overlook their two stars if they're high in the standings. So we'll see if this is the breakthrough year because there is a lot of competition. It is a tough exercise. Turn this up. Catch the Big Show, presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Afternoons from 3 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Mahomes moving to his left laterally, chased, holding it, and gets out of bounds and up the sideline. He's not out of bounds yet. He's at the 10, inside the 10. He dives for the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. A remarkable acrobatic scramble on a 27-yard run. Maybe the best play yet of Patrick Mahomes' incredible young career. You check it, a true eye. They're going to run it again. Wide stretch run to Mostert. Gets the edge left. Cuts back inside. Raheem Mostert has four rushing touchdowns and the most yards rushing in a playoff game in 49er history. Oh, by the way, touchdown San Francisco! Feels great, baby! Super Bowl set. It's the Niners. It's the Chiefs. Watching those games and watching Aaron Rodgers try to find open receivers, which he did a few times. That pick he threw before the half when there's Niner jerseys everywhere. You're watching the Chiefs game earlier in the day. How come the Chiefs receivers always seem to be running around wide open? Always seem to have like four yards of separation, which in the NFL is forever. Well, can I argue that Hill and Kelsey are better than what you have? Speaking of the Packers. Yeah, you certainly argue that. Uh, Those two guys are really, really elite. I didn't think that Mahomes run was that outstanding. I mean, it's okay. It's great. That's only like the best plays ever had. I thought it was. Well, it was a situation. You know, they'd been behind and they had 23 seconds to the 27 yard line. A lot of times NFL teams are kicking a field goal in that. But I think a lot of it was horrible tackling by the Titans. They had four guys who had a shot at him. Two of them definitely should have had him. You know, the two big guys that he outran back by the line of scrimmage, eh, you're a quarterback and they're big guys. So if if they don't have a good enough angle, you're going to outrun them. Yeah, but fine. then, you know, he could have gone out of bounds. It wasn't Steve Young. Absolutely not. No, <laughs> absolutely was not. But the, the two guys inside the five, they should have had him. And maybe they still hold for a field goal at that point. Didn't matter. Nope. When the Chiefs offense gets going, the seven straight touchdowns they scored against the Texans, and they scored five times in six possessions. They did have a punt to open the third quarter. But other than that, they scored five touchdowns in six possessions against the Titans. And when they get it going like that, and I assume they're going to get it going like that at some point against the Niners, but the Niner defense is the best one they're going to face, I think. Certainly the last one. It's going to be the last one. Good point. Mahomes can anoint himself and announce himself as the man. Everybody else is playing for second best. If he has a big game against Santa Clara. 
Well, the other young guys wouldn't have titles, so he'd have them. The older guys would kind of dismiss as at the end of the career, and their time is either past or passing. Breeze, Roethlisberger, Brady Rogers. Although I still put Russell Wilson. I That's think the one I was leading up to. He's uh, still in his prime. He was very, very good. But I think, this is my own opinion, but I think Wilson at his best, Mahomes hasn't gotten there yet, but I think he can be better. We've seen the the best of Russell Wilson, and it's very good. I don't think we've seen the best of Mahomes. Well, that's saying something. Because we've right. seen him throw for a gazillion yards and a bazillion touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, he's just... It's, it's no wonder that Andy Reid... Now we all see what Andy Reid saw a couple of years ago. It's no wonder he wanted him. It's no wonder he was willing to move Alex Smith. He's taken multiple teams to multiple playoffs. But now you got a guy who's got a chance to go to multiple Super Bowls. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's got the match. And he can be the best. Yeah. Not, I think he will be. I don't know if it'll be in 13 days. But if it is, then it just forget it. He's the guy. No chance he's uh, Marino, where he's there early in his career and never gets back. And he was great, but doesn't have the championship. And we grade quarterbacks so harshly on that. Well, we also reward them so handsomely. I mean, I'm sure there's a chance. I can't say there's no chance. And Marino was good, too. He's right. a great Hall of Famer. But I think Mahomes has an opportunity it. to be the best during a good five-year run in the league. Does it come down to not playing with a dominant running back? Because you think, okay, what has Russell Wilson done and what has he not done? And was that he didn't have – he had great passing stats, but they weren't off the charts – because when you got Marshawn Lynch, you're going to turn around and hand him the ball. Well, I don't it's think more the Chiefs like a, want that. Well, if, you're, you're right. You're right. It isn't uh, built it to isn't. have the it dominant. But if you 1600 yard guy in the backfield. But if you gave Andy Reid a 16 or 1800 yard guy, he'd yeah. probably use him. I don't think he'd rather I don't think he would it. use him to like, the where he'd be use, yeah. running 1600 yards. I don't think that's who they are. That that's part of the deal. The game has changed so much. Yeah. So I just wonder if he's going to end up being, you know, Aikman is seen one way and Favre and Montana are seen another. And they're all kind of sort of the same generation. Obviously, Favre's younger than Montana. They barely overlap. Aikman yeah. kind of bridges them. Well, but Aikman handed the ball to Emmett Smith. Well, now he won three championships. But I think, I think Aikman is penalized because of the quality of the talent around him. Yeah. So that's gets into that, you know, what, what's their level of talent and what do you have to do to win? That's what makes Brady so special is that he wasn't viewed as having outside of Gronk and, and Moss maybe a little bit, having this big, big time talent. Just the greatest. Right. They rotated a lot of guys. Smith through. was really good. Michael Irvin was really good. Uh, and, and then in football too, it's such a team game. Yeah, I mean, you can look at the uh, the Packers, and we can talk about Rodgers all day long, but they just got shredded by that run game. Right. Oh, I mean, yeah, big time, honestly. They just didn't tackle. Uh, yeah. They're just running nothing ordinary, and Monster just goes flying up the middle of the field for it 30 yards. It was historic, but then if you, if you put in today's modern football, it was even bigger than the right. 220 yards. Right. There are guys who run for 85 yards now and have a massive impact on the game. Yeah. 220 is crazy. Which, historically, it's crazy. But then in the throw, the pass-happy right. era, it's even crazier. 220 is a big number when guys are running for 140 yards every yeah. week. Yeah. 
But now Absolutely. guys aren't running for 140 every yeah. week. And, and hats off to the Niners because they obviously saw something there. And you saw it right off the bat because their first touchdown was a third and eight from like the 36. That was a pretty conservative call. Except they probably they, they run the ball. They get, knew that they could have success doing this. Run the ball. This was their game plan. Run the ball, get five yards, to kick a field goal. That's what I was thinking when they were handing off, and then poof, it just opens up. But I think that's what they saw. Yeah, you know what it reminded me of. It reminded me of that year, and I can't remember the year. You would remember it. It's going to be ninety six, and yeah. BYU throws the ball six times yeah, and, just and crushes you. Hand the ball off. Yeah. Those coaches saw something that. Obviously, this is what we can do having success, so let's do it. It's why Kyle Winningham and a thousand other coaches say the first priority is stop the run. Because if you don't stop the run, they never go to anything else. They just Yeah, but run not so it. much now. I yeah. think that over time, that's what it was. Right. But you rarely see that to that level. And that was pretty cool to see that they thought, hey, we can do this, so let's do this. And, and have it succeed Shanahan, to the level it did. I think Shanahan said that at the podium after the game. That, it's a good you know, thing Mike told his son to do that. Why'd you run it? Why'd you run it so much? Because they never stopped it. Yeah, but they had – I don't think they just discovered it is what I'm saying. I think they must have had an idea. This is what we can do. So this is what we're going to do. It's not, oh, looky here. This is working. <laughs> Surprise. You know what I mean? No, they probably had an idea going in. Yeah. And obviously it worked uh, as well as we've seen it work. Work, Working with several Packer fans, they've been talking all year about how the team is up and down and the defense is up and down. Well, it was down. Yeah, it was down. All right, Jazz tonight. We spent a lot of time talking about that. We might as well get you caught up to date on that. Uh, It's the Pacers tonight. They got eight games before the All-Star break against teams that should have everybody intrigued. Home and home with Denver and Dallas and Houston. Teams that are fighting three, four, five, six right there. Clippers throw them in the mix, although some people think they're going to end up two, but we'll see how that plays out. But they also have the Pacers and the Heat coming in, and they've lost to both those teams on the road. So yeah. that's eight pretty good. And, and the Pacers and the Heat, same deal. They're not going to be number one because it looks like Milwaukee's got that pretty much locked up, but they're going to end. The Pacers and the Heat are going to be somewhere between two and five. Celtics, Sixers are also pretty good. So yeah. a measuring stick tonight, although the... Not a huge one, but one. Pacers are 11-10 and 10 on the road. They're not a great road team, but they did win in Denver last night. Had yeah. a couple guys go off, so law of averages, they shouldn't go off tonight. I think if you're winning more games than you're losing on the road, which You'll they are. You'll take that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. You, you don't ever throw back any of those. And you've beaten it. You're gonna, you, if you win, you'll beat a team that's over 10 games over 500. And that, that's good. And... I think these guys have a high level of belief in themselves, but I still think they need some more, some more proof. This gives you a little bit of proof, yeah. And uh, you, so you believe in it a little bit more, and then you and then you know you continue. And the Warriors Thursday or what was that Wednesday? Yep, uh, that's that should be a win. Yeah, and then you got Dallas, Dallas at home Saturday. So yeah, you go three and zero in this week. You start you start building. Build more, build more, totally build more, agree. Build more, that type fan of fan base will be much more excited if the if there's three more wins when we get back here next Monday morning. Yeah, yeah. And five of the eight games are at home, so should we expect then five or six wins? Locke tweets out, and and Steve Cleveland was a big proponent of this. Dave Rose, um, both of them used to talk about don't look at the record because the schedule. Uh, comes and goes, the home games and road games. Look at where you are in relation to that. Okay. So do you have Knowing more, that that evens out do you have end, more yeah. road yeah, I wins I I than you have home losses? Because if you have that, yeah. 
that's a measure of a really good team. And Locke just tweeted out the list. I can retweet it in the break, but the Jazz are second in the West in that. Yeah, I already knew that. I mean, yeah. that, that's obvious, but I mean, you put it the actual numbers there, you see it. I'm very much looking forward to this week tonight. And then a road win, even if it's against a crappy team, it's still a road win. And then Porzingis is supposed to be back for Dallas by Saturday. He's coming back now. So they're going to look like they're going to be, be uh, closer to full strength. Saturday, 3 o'clock. That'll be a big game. But first yeah, things yeah, first, yeah, yeah. Pacers tonight. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 of the zone. That's a lot of what we have been talking about today. And it is brought to you by... It's brought to you by Larry H. Miller, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, and Sandy. Find your deals online at LHMDeals.com. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Go ahead, big guy. It is time for your feedback. What's it brought to us by? Audi Salt Lake City. Sweet. Where you can pick up a new Audi Q5 SUV for only $3.59 per month. Visit Audi Salt Lake City at 999 South State Street or Audi. So I got one. SaltLakeCity.com. What do you got? You were on uh, with Gordon last Friday and Ron Boone jumped on. So you rekindled something that you had almost 20 years ago. MJB in the morning. Yeah. And a guy responds, I used to listen to MJB in the morning back in the good old days. Can't stand to listen now due to your morning co-host. Well, everybody's entitled to their opinion. Unfortunately, we found the people who like That's my morning me. co-host. Yeah, I know. I'm aware. <laughs> I got that part, PK. Yeah. You put that out there because that was the good old days, and you want them back. And yeah. clearly, this guy picked up on it. Can't stand to listen now due to your morning co-host. Is this going to keep you motivated for the next week, month, or year? It's going to make me cry for the rest of my life. You were just telling us about the chip on your shoulder, how you're always finding motivation. Not this, no more. This is it, isn't it? No. I hate you. Clint tweets at us, you know, every time there's a BYU head coaching vacancy, there's always those Cougar fans that go, get Andy Reid. Eh, good times. Yeah, I know they considered him for Dave Rosa. Seems unlikely. <laughs> Andy Reid, he's, he's 61 years old. I think that he's going to stay at the pro level and uh, probably go into the Hall of Fame as an NFL coach. Particularly if he wins in 13 days. Yeah, you'd think so. Uh, there's a pretty good chance he goes in either way, but if he wins yeah. in 13 days, it's automatic, slam dunk, first ballot, no doubter. But he's oh, won so many true. games and been in so many big games, I think he'll, he'll be in anyway. Well, yeah, I looked it up, man. He took over as the uh, Eagles coach in late 80s, and they were 5-11. and 11. Next season, 11-5. and five. Proceeded to win double digits the next five years. Come on, man. What were the Chiefs before he got there? I should have looked that up. Because he hasn't had a losing season since he's been with the Chiefs. That's really impressive, man. Now the Jazz schedule gets tougher. What's going to happen? Scotty says they're going to win 60% of the time. If you win 60% of the difficult games, that would be 5-3 and three would be 62%, 62.5%. Five and three in these eight and clean up on all the other games that are mixed in, like the Warriors on Wednesday night? I said five and three was pretty good. I would love to see six and two. Anything beyond six and two is stretching my imagination. You'll take it. You're not going to sit here and predict it. Boy, that would really be something, man. Five of the eight are at home. We do know they have a a road back-to-back when they're in Texas with Houston and... uh, And Denver. Yeah. So... That's going to be tough. Yeah, That's going to be hard. Yeah, I get it. It's a long flight. For sure, yeah. So that ought to be one for 7-1. I think that's next one. Tuesday and Wednesday, right? I don't know. Yeah, it's next week. 
I'll take your word for it. Well, you got you the, have outscheduled me. Well, that's because I got the scheduling app. You can just look at it right here. It's on your phone, man. You just click at it, and you just boom. And away you go, and it's like two seconds, and you are good to go. You should download that thing. DJ and PK, we are out of time. Yuck, who's coming up next? Wednesday, Thursday next. Me? Me and Adrian. Really? Yeah, we're filling in. Really? Filling in or taking over? Ooh, good question. Hey, has there been some breaking news in the last half hour that you've held back so you can have make a big splash at 10 o'clock? Not that I'm aware I of. I don't trust him now. Yeah. Forget him. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be getting that stink eye, that side eye kind of We're thing. We're aware. Yeah. All right. Yak and Adrian are coming up next. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.